If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today's guest is Sam Kruger. Sam has got a personal quote that I liked. A horse can only answer a question. You need to understand what the question really is because what you think you ask for and what you physically ask for can be two different things. And we need to learn to marry our thoughts and our physical capabilities. So I think that quote sort of fairly much explains Sam and what she's doing. She's training the horse as part of their holistic well-being. How are you today, Sam? I'm very well, Glennis, and how are you? And thank you very much for having me on your Horse Chat podcast. That's okay, Sam. I think we're lucky to have you here and I'm looking forward to talking to you. Now, Sam, I'm going to ask you about your favourite quote, but I may have just said it. Can you talk to us about it? Yeah, so for me, I'm right into watching how a rider affects the horse. And so therefore, when people are asking a horse to do something, for example, it could be a canter transition, and all the weight in this is in one spirit, and they're, they're struggling to pick up and feet. It's rotated the wrong way. The weight's in, you know, distributed wrong. And you often find the horse will answer that question. But instead of it getting the left lead, it's picked up right lead because body is asked for right lead. Even mentally, the rider wants left lead. Therefore, they need to understand how the body affects the horse, and the horse will always answer the physical question first. And once we learn how to marry our physical body to our mental thoughts, that is when riding really becomes quite harmonious and you can actually ask the horse and thought alone because the body, when you actually have thought, you have a resonance through your body. And your body already knows how to answer that question. It's a matter of understanding that you know what it is you're doing and those thoughts in the physical body are married up. And so once people understand where their crookedness is, their, uh, their weight distribution is, they often then understand more about staying in balance and helping the horse out. Instead of getting frustrated that the horse only picks up one lead, it doesn't matter how one side of the horse is, humans are the same. And if we can correct the humans, it's easier to correct the horse. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yes, and I do see that often, you know, that the rider yeah. wants, even wants the horse to go but then holds them. You know, once can you yeah. can you go faster, but they're holding them at the same time. So marrying Absolutely. the two, yeah, very important. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's also then when it crosses into emotion. And mm. one of my other things is you can't afford to get emotionally involved. And it, I'm not saying don't love your horse because we all love our horse, but when you ride through emotion, whether it be fear, anger, or just joy, you're not in the moment you're not focused or elsewhere and, and the horses need you to be present and in the moment. Yep, yep. Now, Sam, I want to talk to you about, you know, the whole holistic. I'm not going to ask you about how you started with horses, but 
How did you start with the idea that training horses or working with horses or they're holistic rather than just sort of separating? Because you are a coach and a trainer and, you know, this is it's really important then that um, it's, it all comes together and it is holistic. How did you start with that? Well, for me, it's been a very personal journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, oh, I am a fully qualified vet nurse, and I used to watch a lot of the animals coming in and looking at the effects of, of you know, the chemical drugs. And I used to think, I actually know a herb to help that, and I, I know that something would help that. And I started some research, and my whole study, even when I did my associate diploma in applied science, was all orientated around horses and holistically helping them. So um, it drives my lecturers crazy because I always go for your alternative approach. Um, and then throughout my life, um, I've been drawn to alternative methods. Um, I, I do Bowen therapy. I qualify homeopath. Uh, I've always been interested in energy and uh, essences. So anything, you know, like your essential oils or Anything in that direction, I, I try and always do things holistically. And so that just carried through into my training techniques. And so therefore then I, I did a lot with um, the P-Touch, the Clinton Jones. I, I started going down that pathway and then the natural horsemanship started through and I learned a lot through Daryl Crow. Uh, and then just the whole belief system just started to grow and develop from everything that I'd learned through my personal life and using that and utilising that with horses. Um, I've always been a little bit uh, out there. A lot of people call me the white <laughs> and and I've always got something that they could relate to or use or utilise with their horses, which is different to conventional methods. Okay, okay. I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, obviously – You've got to have an open mind to have this whole approach. What other things do you think that people need to have if they're going to work with horses and work in the horse industry besides an open mind? Passion and whatever drives you. The passion of horses, but they've got to find what is driving tool behind that passion. Um, And as I said, it is horses, but it can also be the love of horses, the wanting to do it better. And that's another one of my sayings. I always say, don't try, just do it better. Just yep. do it better than what you did yesterday. Just don't put too much try into it, just do it better. And always be open and always look for other areas or other facets that can help you do it better mm-hmm. because there are a lot of answers out there um, that people can start to look for. And it's a, just a matter of being open to that and allowing that. And I think once you are open to it, a lot of answers just come. And a lot of people walk into your life that are that way as well. Yeah. And that's what I've found. Okay, okay. You sort of talked about a couple of people that have influenced you, but I'm thinking horses. You know, if you've got a horse that uh, – I'm sure you've got one in mind the way you said that. But, yeah, yeah tell us about a yeah. horse that might have influenced you and influenced your choices that you make helped you in your career, done something that, that's really touched you? My previous horse that passed away three years ago, he was one that really opened the doors with me. He um, was a beautiful busting and he really allowed me to grow and develop. And 
learned so much more about being alternative and being holistic and being open-minded. And he was the one that I did everything from tea touch to horsemanship, to dressage, to a little bit of a dance, to riding him bridleless, to liberty work, to hacking him out. I, I used to you think I'd pick the kids up from private school and lead the pony and the you know, 15-hand Anglo-Arab off him on a busy road, go and pick the kids up and um, bring them home. And I could just do anything with him. And he, whatever I asked him to do, he would always challenge me and help me grow. He definitely pushed me into those directions and those areas. Um, and he's one horse that he definitely was the backbone of my growth. Um, he's no longer with me now, um, but I do definitely feel his resonating essence around me a lot, and uh, and I'm very ever and forever thankful for what he has done for me in my growth as a horse person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Now, thinking about the whole holistic training is more modern. You know, it's a more of a modern yeah. idea, okay, and putting it out there and teaching people and having an opinion and everything else. Have you come across any challenges about having more of an open mind, you know, someone that may have been going down one path and, and you said, well, what about we sort of look at this and, um, you know, relate one thing to the other? Is, has anyone sort of challenged you on that? Because I'd like to know how you overcame it as well. Um, I've been frequently challenged throughout my years yep. with where I've wanted to go with my horses, constantly challenged with that. Um, and, and pretty much for me, another thing I always say to people when they come is if you want to learn how to ride, then maybe not in the right place. But if you want to learn how to ride and learn more about your life and how you affect your horses and everyone around you, and you want to improve and be a better person so that everyone around you can be in a better place, then you're in the right place. But if it's just about blue ribbon and you just want to ride, then maybe it's not the right place. But for me, um, I find blue ribbon days happen every day. Every time you have a, a win and it could be just you've got your horse to go straight, that's a blue ribbon day. You've got your horse to stay soft, to not get distracted. They're all blue ribbon days. So it just all depends on where that person's at. And I've found that People tend to find me. They, they tend to find me, and, I, and I've had a lot of people within my life that I've taught over the years who have no longer, you know, stayed with horses, but they're still very good friends, or they, they get another horse and they end up coming back. And the funny thing is, is I've actually had horses that have moved from owners, and they've ended up coming back to me with their new owner, and it could be their second owner from the previous. 
Yeah. And they had no idea that I used to teach the previous owner, two owners ago, with that <laughs> horse. So I find that quite amazing. Um, so there's always changes, but I usually find now at the stage of life that in, I just say it now and, and slide the love who I do or I die, and I'm okay with that. That's okay. Because okay. okay. everyone has, has an opinion and everyone's allowed to have a choice. Yep, yep, yep. So say if you've got a new rider come in, you know, and I'm sure that you've, yes. you've had quite a few new riders, a few new horses come in, you haven't seen them before, and thinking about, you know, the last 10 or, you know, so or, or just tell us a little bit about common faults that you might see with the riders, the trainers, the handlers, whatever, and how it can be fixed. The biggest issue I see, number one, is crookedness and a rider not being aware of how to use their core, how to distribute their weight correctly and be balanced over the horse's back. And usually these are things that are very, very simple to work with, but a lot of people don't see it. Then it's the horse needs to be more around the leg or the horse needs to be stronger into the flexion or, you know, use a lot of a stronger aid here, but they're not correcting where the question has gone wrong and that's with the rider. So usually when I get a new rider, I just basically have them walk away from me and I'll have them change the rein and then I call them in and I can say, okay, this is what I see and this is where I see you've had issues. I don't have to watch them trot. I don't have to watch them canter. I just have to see them walk and I can pretty much pinpoint all the issues that they have had with their horse. And they turn around and go, well, why have I never been told that before? And I said, well, look, unfortunately not everyone has got such a tuned eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where it just all depends on where you're at, what you want to correct and how you want to go about it. So the biggest issue for me is rider crookedness. I send a lot of my riders off to chiropractors, um, whatever they like to work with, whether it be a physio or a myotherapist, Get their body right. I talk to them about diet, uh, where they're personally in their life. I actually, uh, the other day, my email actually can pick up on a lot of uh, pain from a rider. I can feel where the energy sensors aren't working properly. So I can usually pick up if they've actually got a lot of fear and grief within their life. Um, I can also pick up where they're, they're not at. I feel it in their breath, and I actually feel that in myself. And I'm now at a stage in life where I don't try and prove what I'm doing. I just say, look, this is where I'm feeling. And I'm, no one ever goes, how do you do that? I just, they just go, yeah, that's right. I'm feeling blocked there. And mm. it's, it just works very harmoniously. So I've learned not to question what I feel and what I pick up on. I just share. And then it's up to the person whether or not they, they give it a go or they believe it to be true or... They're not happy with that. And, and I'm, I'm all okay with that. Usually I have people say, wow, oh, I never picked up on that and, uh, and you've, you've given me more than what I've ever had in five, ten lessons. So, uh, yeah, I just really love that. But I love working with people who are open. Yes. People who come that are closed are very difficult. Yeah. Um, they don't often accept what I've got to offer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That, that's, that's different. I think that's right across all education, isn't it? You know, if you want to learn Absolutely. more, you've got to be prepared to drop your previous beliefs uh, temporarily, just temporarily, yes. embrace yes. the new ones, and then once you've learned the new ones, you can look back and say, well, which one? Where can I follow that? But the thing is with horses, you know, you, you think you've got one belief or one way to train and then you come across a horse that's going to challenge that thinking and, um, yeah. yeah, go on and, and you've got to go, oh, I might just go back to that 
previous education or that lesson I had about two years ago where we did that certain thing and, yeah, yeah, for sure. For and sure. I've actually just got a new client exactly with that. She's got a new course and she has discovered and realised that the way that she has written in the past and the way that she has been taught in the past is not conducive to mm-hmm. a very nice relationship with this horse. So she is searching and uh, and she has questioned me and she um, has found it very different and quite difficult because not how, you know, she has been taught, but she's loving the response from her horse. And the yeah. fact that her horse is totally different tells her, I need to stick with this. This is something I need to learn how to do. So I'm very, very proud of her. And she is just learning so much. And and that's what I love. I love watching people improve and understand more about themselves and how they affect everything in their life, whether it's horse or cat, their dog, their husband, their wife, their child, yeah. their relationships. I love watching them learn more about them so that they can be a better them. And and that to me is, uh, is makes my heart sing. Good. I love it. Good, good. Sam, what are you looking forward to now? You know, you've got some young horses, or you're planning on teaching a bit more, or you know, what have you got planned over the next twelve months or two years? Well, I'm I'm very lucky. I've got a gorgeous young stock horse, Warm Blood Barbara Crossmere, who has actually chosen me. It's a mare that we've bred. We've had a few issues with her from paddock injuries and whatever else, but. This mayor has stuck by me and basically said, you're, you're my next, you're my human, you know, this is our journey. I, I, I said my boy Monty passed away and I was going to give it away. Mm-hmm. But she has absolutely hounded me. And uh, and now we're on a, you know, quite, a, quite an exciting journey together and I'm hoping to get into the world of working equitation. I absolutely love it. I'm quite excited about the sport. I'm so looking forward to learning more and uh, and hopefully competing one day in the field of working equitation. Yeah, look, go to horsechats.com because we've got a couple of people actually that have been involved in working equitation. You know, it's a fairly new sport. So, um, you know, I think if you can sort of go on there and, and have a quick look and you'll find some people on there that can give you a bit yes. more. And if you listen to them, you know, just about the sport, um, you know, even just a little bit about the history of the sport. Um, Taryn Warren yes. is, is one. She's, she'll, be on, she'll be on again soon, Taryn, and um, you'll be able to go from there. I have yeah. listened to her and I absolutely love the way she teaches. Oh, good. I, I yeah. love the way she yeah, so yeah. I'm actually hoping to organise a clinic. I'm trying to bring her out. With Taryn. She so said she was coming out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've touched base with her. So good, I'm hoping good. that that all comes through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. That's that's great and good that you're looking forward to it. But what about your philosophy? We've sort of talked about your philosophy, you know, over the chat. But if you were going to summarise it, what would you say? For me, it's all about understanding the horse so that your relationship with your horse can be much more as one. And and it comes into the quote again, to be able to marry your mental thought and your emotions and your physical thoughts and your physical asking as one. So it's just understanding that the horses don't do things to annoy us. They can only tell us in the best way that they can. And it's understanding why they do what they do. They're not doing it to annoy us. They're not human in that response. And it's giving people those tools and that understanding and knowing that the horse isn't coming from a nice place. And yes, some horses have got 
you know, aggressive behaviours. But again, it's usually because of something or they've been taught to be that way. And so it's unraveling and understanding why that horse does what it does and mm-hmm. trying to prevent and overlay behaviours and habits so that that horse can be better for that person. Yeah. Yep, that's great. Sam, just thinking, you know, people would like to contact you direct. What's the best way? What's the best contact details? I am on, on Facebook and they're more than welcome to private message me there. It's Sam Kruger, K-R-U-I-J-E-R. Or feel free to contact me on my mobile, which is 0419 Okay, and those contact details will be at the bottom of your page, which will be horsechats.com slash Sam Kruger, or just go to horsechats.com and search for Sam and you'll find those contact details at the bottom of her page. Sam, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having a chat. Thank you for, you know, talking to us about your philosophy, holistic well-being. You know, I think it's all it's all sort of coming together and, and um, best of luck with your working equitation and hopefully we'll see you again on here soon. That would be lovely. And thank you very much for having me, Glenn. I thoroughly enjoy talking to everyone today and I hope the people have enjoyed the podcast. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.